Welcome to a brand new episode of This Week in Apps. I'm Ariel from App Figures. This is a new background, and here's your weekly roundup of news about mobile apps and games with data you won't find anywhere else. I'll start you off with a question. How many apps get a thousand downloads a month? How about a hundred or a million? That's the kind of question I get asked very often, and the results always surprise people. To answer this question more conclusively, I analyzed all of the apps in the App Store and on Google Play using our download estimates. See, we recently expanded our country coverage, so we have even better visibility into downloads. And by the way, this is a follow-up to the monthly Millionaire Club I covered a couple of weeks ago. If you didn't catch that episode, I'll link to it in the description below. Now, I grouped apps by their downloads and looked at all the apps with more than 100 downloads in the last month. I'm sure you can guess which group has the most apps and games, but can you guess how big it is? Most apps in my analysis, 48% to be precise, got between 100 and 1,000 downloads globally in the last month. How close was your guess? 33% of all the apps I looked at got between 1,000 and 10,000 downloads in the last 30 days, and that's across the App Store and Google Play. Add those two up, and you'll see that 80% of apps and games get under 10,000 downloads every month, which averages just around 300 downloads a day on the high end. And that's 80% of apps with more than 100 downloads per month. Apps with fewer downloads make up most of the App Store and even more of Google Play, and those aren't included. The next group is the only other group with a double-digit share, and that's the 10,000 to 100,000 group. This is also where we start to see more investment in paid ads and Apple search ads. Only a handful of apps, 4% of the apps in the analysis, saw between 100,000 and 1 million downloads in the last 30 days. Fun find, more apps in this category came from Google Play than from the App Store. Maybe I use the term handful too early because when we zoom in on apps with a million to 10 million downloads, the number shrinks to just a half of a percent. Most household names like Twitter and the App Store versions of TikTok and Instagram fall into this group. The last group is the tiniest of them all. So small, I'm gonna skip the percentage and go into absolute numbers. It only includes 21 apps. That's the 10 million plus group. 20 of those apps come from Google Play and one, only one, just one comes from the App Store. If you read the Monthly Millionaires Club article, you might find this a bit surprising, but that was revenue. This is downloads. Google Play attracts many more downloads overall, and that's very important to keep in mind. Do you like these type of insights? They're a little bit different than the news I cover. If so, give the episode a like so I know you want more. Threads, Instagram's Twitter clone became the number one app in the App Store on launch and seemed like it would be there for a long time, but it didn't. Remini, an AI photo app that's going viral right now, skipped to the top of the chart, pushing Threads down. Its timing was just perfect. Remini dethroned Threads as the number one app in the US App Store on Monday evening, just as the crazy demand for Threads subsided and has been holding the position ever since. We've seen apps go viral and rise to the top before, which is nice, but not all were seeing an increase in revenue as the downloads streamed in. So instead of looking at Remini's downloads, I'm going to look at revenue. Remini's ascent to the top took a little over a week, and in that week, not only did downloads grow, but so did revenue. We estimate that Remini's daily net revenue rose from about $90,000 to $567,000 in one day on Wednesday. If you're asking, what's worth a half million dollars a day, the answer is a new AI filter that can turn an adult picture into a baby and can make you look professional. 
Remini went viral on TikTok and between last week and this Wednesday, earned a total of $2.3 million of net revenue. And that's net, which means what Bending Spoons, Remini's publisher, gets to keep after Apple takes his chair. Sounds like luck, but it's way more than that. Going viral might be luck, but turning downloads into revenue at such a scale isn't. That takes a lot of effort. If you've got an app or game out there, you should be laser focused on turning every download into a paying customer. This way, when luck hits and you go viral, you'll get the absolute most out of it. Oh, and Remini definitely helps itself by using Apple search ads to push the app while it's viral. That's a great strategy to employ if that ever happens to you. According to our Apple search ad intelligence, Remini pays for nearly 300 keywords. I looked through all of them because I was very curious and many are competitor names with the rest being very specific use cases, which is a perfect way to leverage Apple search ads. I'm planning a few tutorials for Apple search ads, so make sure you're subscribed to get them. Moving on, Amazon's annual shopping event, Prime Day, took place a few days ago and ushered 48 hours of exclusive deals and discounts across the store. As shopping moves to mobile, Prime Day serves as more than just a way to get more sales from existing users, but rather a way to get new users into the platform. And more importantly, to get those users away from newer rivals. As such, downloads of Amazon's apps serve as a great proxy for the success of the second goal. So I looked at downloads for Amazon this week and compared them to rival Shein in the US. It's the most similar in terms of downloads. On Prime Day, which started on Tuesday, Amazon's downloads in the US rose to 73,000, up about 43% from the daily average over the last few months. And that's across both the App Store and Google Play, according to our estimates. Comparing Amazon's downloads to Shein, the higher daily downloads were enough to get close, but not beat rival Shein, who saw 74,000 downloads on the same day. This year, Chinese competitor Shein and Timu have gained momentum beating Amazon on downloads in the US every single day. And when you put the download trends side by side, you can definitely see that downloads have shifted from Amazon to those rivals or not brand new downloads. They offer lower prices, fast enough shipping, and they advertise heavily. That's really the key. Prime Day used to be a massive event, both in terms of deals and downloads, but both trends subsided in recent years. It's easy to say everyone has Amazon already, but that's unlikely to be true. And even if it is, not everyone is using Prime, which is what Amazon really wants as a way to lock in the buyers. For that, Amazon has to continue pushing ads, something Timu and Shein do aggressively. I have to re-ask a question I asked before. Is anyone still reading real books? A few weeks ago, I looked at the amazing revenue growth of Audible, Amazon's audiobook arm. The app earned $33 million of net revenue from the App Store in May, up 1,500% since 2020. My theory was that more people want to read books, but instead are going with the more convenient audio version. I personally don't find audiobooks a replacement for physical books, but I'm obviously in the minority here. Well, Audible is not the only sign that there's more demand for books and less demand for reading all at the same time. Headway, an app that offers book summaries, has hit a new peak of downloads in June. According to our app intelligence, downloads of Headway have been rising consistently over the years, starting at about 150,000 in January of 2020 and ending with 1.4 million in June of 2023. That's across the App Store and Google Play. And the distribution is fairly even across the two. On the App Store, those downloads resulted in $44 million of net revenue. That's what Headway gets to keep after Apple takes its share. There isn't that much competition in the space, but with such amazing growth from Headway and Audible, 
I expect to see more apps and platforms trying to take that share of revenue and also that growth. And last for this week, 7-Eleven has been given away free Slurpees, the company's flagship drink, on July 11th for more than 20 years. In 2019, the chain started requiring downloading its app to get the drink, giving us visibility into how popular the campaign is. In 2022, free Slurpees were very popular, but let's go to the beginning. The first time 7-Eleven ran this campaign tied to its app back in 2019, the company managed to get 120,000 new downloads. And at the time, this was 7-Eleven's biggest day of downloads ever, roughly 12 times higher than a normal day. COVID came in 2020 and made visiting a store more difficult. The campaign's second year added just 53,000 new downloads from the App Store and Google Play, according to our estimates. At the time, that was seven times higher from the daily average and about 11 times higher than downloads during COVID. 2021 was very similar to 2020, but with 70,000 downloads, a bit higher, but not by much. 2022 set a record. Downloads rose to 288,000 on 7-11, 2,780% higher than the daily average and 7-Eleven's most successful campaign, obviously. Let's talk about 2023, which wasn't stellar. Downloads rose 10x this Tuesday, the 11th to 101,000. And even though it isn't the lowest, considering 2020 and 2021 didn't really see that many people out and about, I'd say this number is the lowest to date. Do people no longer care about Slurpees? Does everyone have the 7-Eleven app? I don't think so, times two. I think it's all about promotion, and this year, I didn't really see much of this campaign. It may seem like giving away free stuff will always bring in all the new users, but that's obviously not enough anymore. And that's all I have for you this week. If you have any questions, drop me a comment below. And if you've learned something new, please give the episode a like and make sure to subscribe for more episodes like this. I'll see you next week.